good evening good afternoon good morning ladies and gentlemen welcome to sofi uh atish my friend has come up with an amazing tagline for us uh like literally just now so uh enlighten our enlighten our audience with your yeah. feelings yeah okay <laughs> welcome to sofi where we think out loud about things that you have no time to think about wow i love it our topic of discussion today is language which yes. is how I am communicating with you right now. The language of English. So we would be dealing with language today because language is language brings brings with it a lot of things, as you mentioned, culture and the way we think about it. Because I mean, I think the starting point of this discussion should be whether language defines or redefines language, or does language def, uh, describe reality, or does language make it? First of all. There was this guy called Ferdinand de Saussure. That's how you pronounce him, right? So there was uh, this guy. He was a uh, great uh, linguist. Apparently, he gave uh, many lectures during his time, and he essentially redefined the way we think about language. On that. So the label, the word dog, D-O-G, is called a signifier, right? But that animal, that four-legged animal, that sometimes bites, mostly barks. Some people like it. Some people don't. That thing is, okay. <laughs> yeah, some people eat it in China and some people get yeeted by it. So that that thing, uh, the dog is a signified. Okay. So the word dog, D-O-G, actually defines the being, the entity that is that animal. Okay. He says it does not merely do that, but it also does. The word dog also creates a perception of that animal. What Sosios actually says is that thing is not a dog. We call it a dog. Like there is no relationship, intrinsic relationship between that four-legged animal and the label that we used to define it. True. Right. Yeah. So then his second claim is because the uh, the relationship between the signifier and the signified is arbitrary between the label dog mm-hmm. and the animal because they are it not intrinsically. Language. Yeah, we assign it. Yeah. It's not intrinsically linked. We just yeah. like throw the term just to sort of convenience. Because it's not like that, the term dog will actually influence the way we think about it. For example. uh just like let's take the definition of black and white okay. right whenever like when we say black humor right or whenever we say dark humor. no i mean black comedy dark humor and black comedy yeah. or uh, whenever you think think of things whenever you say the word black right it automatically creates a negative connotation to whatever okay. you say yeah. right and true sociologist claim is very easy to say when he says that how we choose to label some things actually decide how we actually think about them right so when you automatically create the idea that black is bad how what, basically what we call something influences our perception of it. exactly so when you call black bad because you use the word black in a negative manner in a negative sense automatically things that are black will create a negative image in your head true true yeah a black cat a black man right so that is his point and that's, that's fairly true. easy to see why why that uh, point actually makes sense because of course because uh, language does not exist in itself it exists between us and because of that exactly yeah because it exists between two human yeah, beings yeah. if i was alone there was no need for me to have a language right but then again when you extend his argument right when he says language defines reality or like creates reality or recreates it right if that is true can there be thought without language what came first basically it's it's basically a chicken egg question so it might not be very valid 
and yet it is a very thought provoking question what came first thought or language you want my two pens on yeah sure i mean you are in the podcast i'm not talking yeah, that's true <laughs> okay so uh, what i basically think is thought has the capability to function without a language all right but language facilitates thought language is created by thought to structure itself so uh, because of that because of that thought thought really uses language as a tool to organize itself to structure itself and to be able to transmit itself is once an idea is formed and it is communicated it is forever especially in today's age there was this anthropologist called Cla- claude levi strauss very famous for his uh, structural study of structural study of the myth so he came up with this idea of how do you know language right so does language come from being nothing for example uh, one day take uh, before lang- human beings created language as we know it so one day they do not have a language and the next day they do was it like that or was language a slow process does it evolve eventually because no. if it evolves eventually right then it does not then at what point does it become language i have a okay a slight digression but it will connect back to exactly what you have asked eventually okay uh human beings are superior to other animals yeah, because yeah. we have an ability to record history we do not need to start from scratch yeah okay so uh so like the the whole reason that apes have like there are several apes who have developed how to use stone tools and shit like that okay but that knowledge dies with them it dies with like whatever young people it doesn't expand beyond that because that is all the knowledge that is transmitted there's no precursor to that knowledge there's no history to back that up mm-hmm. all right so that is why they cannot go beyond certain primitive tools because they do not record their history there is no means to communicate something long lasting enough for progress to occur similarly with language as a system yeah uh, because i i don't know what it was about human right just a sheer proliferation rushing numbers i don't know what uh, but it ensured that we survived as a mass long enough to preserve an oral history and oral history allowed us to accumulate enough knowledge to develop a structure of language all right now i do not believe Like if you look at uh, very early Harappan scripts and all, it is very clear that they did not have a very clear grasp of, of semantics. Yeah. Whatever the communication was was strictly economical. It was it was with, it had purpose. It was very utilitarian. It was pictorial. It was exactly just like look at the no, Chinese script, right? Chinese exactly that that is very pictorial because you actually draw the things that they represent. Exactly. So the whole what I'm talking about is the broader philosophical concept behind it. it was utilitarian okay like yeah. any tool all right so now like if you take a car for example right when a car first came out the whole concept of an automobile where it was first used was utilitarianism it was mm. used where it was most essential where it was most needed and then after that it became like it be, uh, it was expanded upon and there was more innovation added to it and now car is in everything it's not even a luxury yeah yeah just like that just like like just with language they used signs and symbols they were strictly utilitarian in purpose they weren't used to communicate ideas of love they weren't used for the future because they they hadn't evolved enough then but because of oral history because of oral history and because of the ability of the human race to collectively remember something for a very long time through myths and legends okay that mm-hmm. structural study of myths we'll come back to that later mm-hmm. guys uh, so 
because of that yeah uh, it allows us to uh, retain knowledge over several generations which allows us to expand upon that knowledge mm. and our language today is a direct like direct result of it there are say even the memes that we share today are a direct result of babylonian script of <laughs> harappan script and i'm not i and wouldn't be too much of a stretch because uh, pictographically is the new way to go yeah we are we are using an amalgamation of pictures and letters using a certain sense of social code that we have developed over the internet yeah, yeah. using it to communicate that's a whole different le- uh, level that language has evolved to the meanings we assign to things the way we choose to label things they're not concrete and that comes directly out of the fact that these labels are arbitrary yeah so all of this was to say that language is more than just labeling language is also something that creates concepts yeah that has the ability to make concepts that are not possible now but have the potential to be possible like drones or or say ai Because we have the term AI, right? But yeah. we don't exactly know what these robots will look like. We've had the term AI since Asimov. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but like, so the concept has already always existed. It has, yeah. has it has been brought into reality in our imagination. Okay. It is real for us. I I still like even though I have never seen a real robot in my life, I don't doubt. Have you seen a robot? Robot as in a classical robot. robot. What do you, What do you think uh, our elevators are on? That That's AI. Bro, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, that <laughs> Automation is, is AI, man. That is, that is not what I'm talking about. Okay. Don't get dick. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about a very Asimov kind of yeah, robot. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but I, I don't doubt it. Like an Android. An Android, yeah. I, I haven't seen a cyborg and Android. I don't, I know these terms. Okay, I know exactly what they mean. Okay. That's what you don't exactly know what what means. Like NASA looking for aliens yeah. who are actually carbon-based and breathe in oxygen. So they are trying to find water in mars yeah they are already assuming that those things will look like us so that's what so you already have a definition for something and they try to fit things into it so nobody exactly not knows what ai will is no one exactly not what internet is what is internet so that's exactly what it started out as labeling things because then we could see things but then eventually it made concepts that no one understood because whenever you say a word it creates an image in your head yeah. as you said a word image a thought image right so when i say dog a dog will come yeah. to your mind it can be a different dog you might be thinking a, a, a mongrel i might be thinking i don't know a pomeranian or, or, or a labrador or something myself i don't know so you have an yes, image yes, but when you when you think about the internet what image do you have it cannot be put into an image you yeah. have an image that you have borrowed from something right you might because you have never actually yeah, encountered a robot exactly <laughs> exactly so as long as you haven't seen something act you do not have a basis for language language is just something that's floating around without a basis right so the way i like to think about words is words just exist right they they they're just flying around floating around words just basically float around okay. and some words are actually like that third think about a dog so if you do- let uh, the, the dog that you have downstairs if you let it around it will go right but if you tie it to a leash there's only a certain bounded that uh, certain circumference that it can traverse right it can go around that circumference if you let it go it let it go so i think about language is something that's floating around a free free ranging dog a mongrel then you adopt one of those mongrels like the word dog and then you actually tie a leash around it which is in the way you use the word dog for example when you say this is a dog or my dog died or my dog was a fucking 
whatever beat everyone whatever so then you tie the, the, the uh, all those ways that you use it other rope so you tie it in a way that makes sense to you so you have an image of the dog every time you see a dog if i already start saying my dog uh, instead of saying my dog was barking my dog started meowing no, i don't know or my dog walked in two legs then suddenly your world falls apart because still the word dog but you no longer makes the image of the dog that the way you know a dog is because now your dog walks in two legs that's a human being that's not a dog that's why that's why the whole genre of the uncanny exactly became so popular because it is just Taken. uncanny like it is just dissimilar enough to be uncomfortable it's just like pop i suddenly know so this is this this looks very obvious to us so a lot yeah. of people would be wondering why we are devoting so much time to it but at the time when he said this was revolutionary because before that it was in 19th century right late 19th century early 20th century till the late 19th century in western philosophy language is just something that you define with grammar right they looked at pronunciation grammar in in indian literature we have panini's uh, sanskrit grammar right amazing yeah. work but that was all there was even in the west i don't know a lot about indian uh, philosophy but in the west it was just about grammar and how you can use language and then the field of logic comes around uh, and uh, in trying to uh, an analytical philosophy and you look at language as something that can be used to understand uh, reality as objectively as you can so they tried to make analytical languages just like physics has its own language math is a language uh, that's very fascinating math is a language chemistry has its own language you like you use certain terms so these are all ways in which you limit the potential of the language so they always looked at language as something that is there for human use but suddenly when you realize that the word dog actually has no relation to the uh, image dog and this was known from ancient greece but no one actually thought through the problems that arise because now you can use your language in any manner possible right that makes all poetry and all that happen but when that happens it also poses that uncomfortable question about whether language actually creates a reality because if if the label changes everything else changes it does man okay so all right uh, i mean i know it does interesting <laughs> psychological experiment uh there was a car crash study that was done i forgot where it was done. yeah the way they asked the question yeah the way they asked the question. so uh, the participants were uh, shown a video of a car crashing like into something like into a wall or something like it came at a high speed and it crashed into a wall and uh, after that uh, like they were asked questions about the car speed and like how fast you thought it was going and like and what happened yeah but the way the question was phrased was phrased differently to like different uh, sections of the participants yeah. so one of the phrasing was uh, like at what speed do you think the car crashed at what speed do you think the car was smashed at what speed do you think the car touched the wall okay so the phrasing of the sentence itself altered the perception of the crash for the uh, for the participant and they rated this the car speed accordingly so when a very when a lighter term was used and a term implying lesser damage was used they uh, gave estimates of a lower speed yeah? yeah and that and that was their reality for them like reality is what you perceive yeah and that yeah. was the reality for them and that was altered the moment a certain word was used so there were two people called uh, sapir and wolf they gave a hypothesis called the sapir wolf hypothesis that they might have studied several tribes in fact 
and they said that language essentially defines the way you think about things because they gave the example of how certain Eskimo tribes have 60 uh, uh, words for ice, different sorts of ice. Yeah. Right. But they did not have a ta- word for I think uh, rice or something. Okay. So because it does not exist. Exactly. Yeah. Or there is a certain tribe that looks at that thinks of time as a head like backward. Uh, yeah, backward. Yeah. Going backward because yeah. they can know, they so, know their words. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, they they are like the past is forward because I have I can see it because see. I know what has happened yeah. while uh, the future is behind because I do not know. Yeah. exactly. So they said it is essentially language that defines all of that. Eventually the hypothesis ran into a lot of trouble problems because eventually all the findings that they gave out were actually made up. So they were also proven wrong in a lot of ways, but people still believe in the sapir work hypothesis because of course the way if you have a language as I said in the black example. When you define something as bad, you automatically have the connotation of bad, which is why this test called implicit association test, right? Uh, it tests your implicit biases, and they're all governed by language, right? Because you use some words in certain ways, they create your perception of those things, so, right? Because if you think about black people, you know, I'm not talking about black people. I'm in, right. I, I'm in, I'm in with that word. Right? I, I'm in India. If you, if you talk <laughs> about Muslims. There is a certain image that comes in, right? Yeah. And with it come a lot of biases that we have about them. And they all exist in language. If we are to use uh, Arabic, right? If you all use Arabic and we start using the language of the Quran, things would be entirely different, right? It might because be the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. So True. language automatically defines all of that. So that is another of those people that thought in that way. Hey guys. This is the end of SoFi episode 3 part 1. We shall be continuing this discussion in part 2. So stay tuned and check it out.